It's finally here, training camp Tuesday, but media day today. And we are excited, of course, to get back to work as far as the basketball side of things go. That's what's here on this next episode of Locked On 76ers. The Sixers begin media day. We get a lot of questions answered. Training camp on Tuesday. We dive into it all right here, next, right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. You are Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Givens from 97.5 The Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co-hosts and partners, always kicking off yet another season as the beat writer for TheInquire.com, Keith Pompey. Keith, we made it, man. We're back in business. The NBA is back. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm off of finally off of vacation, bro. Like a real finally. So it feels good to be back, man. It does, man. Glad that it's here. Of course, it's the fall, and uh, you know, you know, getting there, and uh, we're we're back in the mix as it goes with the Philadelphia 76ers. We got to thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On 76ers, right here. Not just today, but of course, all season long. Keith, we got to start off with uh, the overall. Uh, landscape of the Philadelphia 76ers now that media day is here uh, the NBA is back the Sixers are back but we also have to talk about a story since you are off vacation you are officially back uh, Matisse Thibel you wrote a big piece about Matisse Thibel his offseason his uh, objective for the upcoming offseason and all just trying to improve his game and, and, and get off to a really good start this season and also news again with the Phoenix Suns but we're forgetting about Robert Sarver in this one. We're focused more on the player, Jay Crowder. It seems that he and the Suns have come to an agreement that Crowder will not report to camp. That means he is going to be uh, uh, seeking a trade, and they're going to try to put that together as soon as possible. What does that mean for the Sixers? A lot of Sixer fans clamoring for it. We'll dive into that later. But first, Keith, let's get underway, man. Let's get started. The excitement level is huge here in Philadelphia about this basketball team about what the prospects are for this team, that they could really make some noise in the NBA this year like they have been. Uh, when you look at this season upcoming, man, what makes this one different from any of the other teams that we did look at as Eastern Conference contenders and to a certain extent in certain years, NBA Finals championship contender? That's a great question, but it's hard to say, man, because to me it's kind of like, I hate to say this, but but it's like, the same goal they just have different subjects you know what i mean like a couple years it was jimmy butler it was jj reddick then you know then it became you know tobias harris then it was al horford then it was you know andre drummond it was you know mm-hmm. danny green it was like all these guys i mean i, I think that this year there's kind of like hey look you know you got the pieces that you say you needed you know talking about doc rivers and and daryl morey and and it's one of those things where like look let we got to, you guys got to do something. I mean, if we're going to be hundred percent honest, it's like, you got, you got to produce. But to me early on, I mean, there's two question marks that everybody has, you know, one is the last we saw uh, Joel Embiid, you know, he was playing with a, a facial fracture. 
He also had a messed up hand. He had some other ailments, a messed up, you know, a finger. He had like other ailments that he had. So it is one of those things where, well, how healthy is he at the beginning of the season? And I know like everything went, you know, happened and it, this and that. But what about his shape level? Like is he in, in like last year and the year before that, you know, they were the best two. Uh, but he was most he was the he was in the best conditioning of his career last year when he came in for training camp. Well, let's see what what is his condition level now. James Harden. It's one of those things when James Harden later today when he when he basically comes to the podium or when he walks around and you interview him and all that stuff. The first thing you're probably going to look at and like, okay, let me see how many lbs they actually lose. And then the second thing we all want to know is, well. How does that translate to the court? So people are going to find that out. The reporters at practice, if they show a lot of scrimmages, and then the fans are going to find that out based on when he plays the Brooklyn Nets uh, next Monday. So, you know what I mean? To me, those are the two important things. Yeah, think about that. Next Monday, a week from today, uh, we'll start the uh, preseason schedule off with the Philadelphia 76ers. How crazy is that? Uh, against the Brooklyn Nets and you're right those are going to be the main storylines when you when you're looking at a team like the Sixers that as we talk about with the championship aspirations certainly in the Eastern Conference and in the entire league that the main thing we're going to look at uh, is the star player and that's Joel Embiid and then the second star player having a, a training camp and preseason getting into the regular season with the acquisition of James Harden last year at the trade deadline of where he is and and you're absolutely right those are going to be the number one and number two storylines of this of this media day that we're having today in camden so uh you're 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 on point with it and what does Embiid look like who does he look like does he look right and i saw a picture from drew hanlon his trainer where he put up something about those two working on and just you know advancing your game every offseason great players whatever the tweet was and Embiid, at least from the photo, looked pretty good. The Sixers have put out a few photos here and there of the players being in, in town all week long last week since they started to post things on their social media page. One did pop up of Joel Embiid. Looked pretty good. But as you pointed out, it's a little different when we finally get to see them again up close and personal. And for the very first time, honestly, James Harden in this way where we really haven't had him in this setting except for during the post-practice conversations where he would sit down uh, at the at the uh, table and answer those questions from the media so it's going to be a, a big one man it's going to be a very important good chance to talk to uh, doc rivers I, I i guess doc rivers and daryl morey will speak a little bit at, at media day we'll see um and and, and this was this one is going to be good though but you're right man a lot of expectations and uh not much different except for all the new people that they have funneled in to your point the different iterations of the 76ers over the last couple of years. There have been a lot of changes. Yeah, yes. definitely has. Yeah, definitely has. And uh, with that, one of the guys that we wanted to talk about where change happened with bringing in P.J. Tucker, uh, that will be a big part of conversation, of course, on Media Day also with everything that happened there, how he was uh, acquired and why he chose Philadelphia. But Matisse Thibel, he's one of the players that seems to at least be affected by the arrival of pj tucker and in that case probably no longer in the starting lineup pj tucker will most likely get that nod at least as of today we think projecting out and we need to talk about him the story that you wrote 
uh, in the inquire.com about Matisse Thibel, his offseason, and how he's approaching year number four with the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll do that when we come back right here, locked on 76ers. Yeah, before we get into that, let's talk about bet online. You know, bet online, it seems like bet online has been one of the title sponsors for this thing for this podcast for a while. And it's great reason why. Why? Because bet online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchup, news, podcasts, and in depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. I got a lot of frog in my throat with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. That's right. Do it today, people. Do it today. Basketball is back. Baseball, pennant race, and also the NFL, NHL also popping up. And you have some uh, soccer, some MLS soccer, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you dive in and uh, jump in on it right there. Do it today, people. Do it today. Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It is free and available wherever you do get your podcast. Keith, all right, the story that you wrote in the uh, Sunday's paper and the Sunday uh, dropped on the inquire.com also as was about Matisse Thibel. And there was a lot of talk about him during the playoffs, not being available for the Toronto Raptors series and everything with the vaccination. Then you also just simply look at the game itself and what he does and does not do. We know about his defensive uh, acumen and how he's always acknowledged as a uh, as a one of the top wing defenders in the league. Second team all defense once again. But it's the offensive side where that also really gets under the skin of Sixer fans because of the development just not being there after uh, two seasons, of course, prior to last year and then being in there for three years now that 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 hasn't really shown where the improvement has been we thought it might be something after playing ball for team australia uh, last last summer and has outside shot looking to improve didn't seem to travel from where he was playing with team australia back to philadelphia despite that sixers were still good his defense was still on point and uh, we saw how it faded down at the end. And he even seemed to have lost his confidence in, this, in the playoffs uh, at some point. What did you uh, learn from Matisse Thibel, uh, his first full offseason, really, since he became an NBA player? Uh, what was different about this offseason for him? And what, are, what do you believe we are to expect from him as we head into his fourth season? I mean, I, I think that's what you said. Like, this was his first season off season actually to to work on his game i mean the first one you know he had to deal with the pandemic and every just shut down so he wasn't really working it out and then you know, the second one was you know he helped australia win win the bronze now the thing about that yes he scored he averaged 14 points in in, in that but it was you know that's different type of basketball like you know you're going out there you don't have the star powers that the 76ers have right let's be real like they don't have a Joel Embiid. They don't have a James Harden. They don't have a Tyrese Maxey or a Tobias Harris guys that you play with. 
But the thing is, you know, Matisse really didn't get a lot of opportunities. But when he had those opportunities, he didn't, he didn't, he struggled, right? So let's just put it like out there. But what he did this summer is he worked on his game. Like he was in the lab. He was working, you know, with Phil Beckner. Um, working with Dame Lillard, the focus was on his three-point shooting. Then he then he works out with DeMar DeRozan. He works out with this dribbling guy. He's working on his handle, finishing around the basket. You know, I, I think that for the first time, you know, in his career, basketball career, that he was able to do this. Because in college, he was a two-time defensive player of the year, right? Right? And in, in, in the uh, pros – you know, he came out as a, a defensive specialist who didn't get the opportunity to work on it. I mean, I feel like we're going to see growth. I saw some maturation. I saw a guy who who basically, you know, dealt with a lot. I talked to a guy who dealt with a lot and overcame that. Now, the one thing is I look at it the most is there's nothing holding Matisse Leibel back right now, right? So he has to go out there and tackle the moment. He spent time working on his jumper. Right. Three. It was the COVID situation last year where he missed some time in the Toronto series. Well, they're dropping that so he can go. He could go to Canada now. And they're dropping their COVID um, uh, 19 vaccination restriction if you're unvaccinated. So with that being said, I feel like the ball is in his court and it's up to him to show what he can do because he did put in the work. I mean, one thing, of course, is just being confident with it. And uh, and we'll see if he will come into camp like that, where he does, in fact, feel confident and feels like those things will translate from the summer to the actual uh, floor in, in both the preseason, of course, training camp preseason, and, and then during the regular season. Because uh, even if P.J. Tucker starts, the minutes that Matisse Thibault will play will be important because he's going to be a part of that second wave that comes in that we talk about being five that comes in, man. And that's going to be trouble for a lot of opposing teams. And if his offense has been able to catch up uh, to uh, some more things, I'm not going to say catch up to his defense because defense is that good, where he's this, you know, second team all NBA defensive player. He's not going to reach that level, but to be a more than competent guy who can knock down an outside shot, feels good about putting the ball on the floor when players decide to close out on him and force him to make a decision that he does that with a lot of confidence again and is able to do something with the basketball, finish at the rim, or even take a jump shot where we see there. So I'm curious to see if the if the form is different, if, if there are some mechanical things that have changed with his shooting. I want to see that. I want to see that because if, if he's going to be here and he's not going to be traded or anything, then he's, as I said, he's a, a, a big piece to what this team is, is looking to do and make some noise in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA overall. So we'll see him tomorrow. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say. I mean, today we'll, we'll see. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say uh, with it all. He's going to be one of the more popular players for sure to, to be there at Media Day uh, later on today. So I look forward to hearing what he has to say. Great piece by you, by the way. If you guys haven't read it, go check it out, inquire.com, <laughs> or go buy the paper, the Philadelphia Inquirer. Check it out. Read the piece, that story. Uh, that Keith wrote on Matisse Thibault was a very, very good one. On the other side, we'll talk about uh, a player with the Phoenix Suns, Jay Crowder, where it looks like he and the team have come to an agreement of him not reporting to camp because they're looking him looking for a new home for him. We'll see what that means for the 76ers. Do the 76ers have 
what it takes to acquire, or is it that just simply too much? Is it too greedy at this point? We'll dive into that next final segment right here, Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of Welcome back, Locked On 76ers. Keith Pompey, Devon Givens with you here. And Keith, Jay Crowder, Phoenix Suns. He's uh, been with the Phoenix Suns the last two seasons. And with Jay Crowder, what travels with him wherever team he is means at least you get to the NBA Finals. A good chance. When he was with the Miami Heat before the Suns, they went to the NBA Finals. Got to the Suns, same deal, NBA Finals once again. So uh, he won't attend Suns training camp. Uh, They are trying to find a trade for him. And his numbers, I know that he has signed, uh, I think he makes $9.2 million last season. And uh, just very interested to see because Sixer fans, Keith, anytime we see a name, right, guys out there, Sixer fans, they want him. So he signed a three-year contract uh, worth $29 million, similar to the um, P.J. Tucker contract. Uh, On this particular final year of his deal, 10.1 is Jay Crowder's deal. Does it make sense for the Philadelphia 76ers to look at Jay Crowder, see if they can get into this conversation? Maybe there's someone like Furkan Korkmaz who makes $5 million and you can figure out where the rest of the money uh, matches up to come as close as possible to acquire Jay Crowder. Does that make sense for the 76ers to look at Jay Crowder, or is that just too much at this point? I mean, I, 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 it, that's a great question. Um you know, typically they always say like whenever somebody's available, you you it's good to just make the phone call, just sure. to see what they're asking about. But the question is, you got to ask yourself is like, is it going to be just another overload of of forwards? You know, and and who are you like? You giving up? I mean, I would assume you give up Furkan. Some people are like yeah, let Furkan go. You know, this and that. He struggled. He did this. He did that. Well, Furkan's like one of the pure shooters you have. I mean, yes, you got some three and D guys right now, but you know, Furkan's a six six guard who can play, you know, both positions. And Jay Crowder, you know, him and um PJ Tucker play are gonna have to play similar roles, you know, and, and then what does that do with um Paul Reed? What does that do with you know, the minutes with Tobias Harris. So, yes, it's with Matisse Thibel. With Matisse Thibel. I mean, it's always great to, to say that. Um, and, and who knows? Maybe you, you know, you could trade Matisse. You could trade whoever, whomever. But to me, it's just like, you know, is it going to be a good fit or are you just having a bunch of – are you building a team or are you just getting uh, named role players who all play similar roles? I mean, you need a team to win a championship. I mean, as good as as good as Michael Jordan and Scotty Scotty Pippen were. I mean, I remember one series. You know, Kerr, Steve Kerr hit the three to win it for him. You know, Paxson hit the three to win it for him. They had, you know, Dennis Rodman grabbing rebounds. They had this. They had a team, and I and I think that you know that's what they have right now a team. So yes, you 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 reach out and you just acquire. But to me, I don't know if I want to give up some pieces that I don't have for a player who has a lot of similarities to like people already on the roster. That's fair. And I've seen him a lot over the last two seasons. 
in Phoenix. And he, of course, he still has it at times where he can get on a roll and he'll knock down a ton of shots. He'll hit some big shots, fearless, tough, as we know, smart basketball player. But I would, in this particular case, maybe pass on on it. Inquire? Yes. Make the phone call. Find out. Speak to James Jones. What are you guys looking for? Uh, what 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 could we possibly do? What would you want on our roster? Or here's what we're offering if we're, we're interested. But yeah, just a preliminary phone call just to put it out there, I, I think is, is good enough. But I, I, I just, yeah, like you said, man, I mean, at this point, and it's not just name, it's somebody who has finals experience, but I don't think you need him on this team at the moment because if he's leaving there because of opportunity and I don't know anything, and if that's the case, though, when if, if we're reading that right, just watching it from afar, if that's the case, then where's the opportunity going to be here with Tucker and House, Reed, as you mentioned, Tobias Harris, all of those players coming off off the bench, Harris being a starter with Tucker, where where does that leave him and him being happy and content with the role that he that he has? So I agree. I think in this particular case, I probably pass on it. If we were talking other positions, maybe, but for this one, I'd, I'd probably just pass on it and and let it be what it is. Yep. So that that's that's where I am on it. Well, listen, man, I'm excited to get to it. See you later on uh, face to face and uh, catch up at the facility for for media day. We, we have a lot and uh, we'll bring Keith, of course, as we thank everybody for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We'll uh, on our next episode, we'll just simply bring what we what we heard, what we found out from what stood out from media day from the players and whomever else we have a chance to speak with. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA, where Locked On experts are covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And also, as you make your, your, your as you make us your first listen every day, now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Josh Lloyd hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet. It's free and available wherever you do get your podcast. Keith, since it's uh, back, man, we're here. Let the folks know, if you don't mind, where they can find us. Yeah, you can also find us wherever you get your podcast. <laughs> you can find us and you can subscribe to us that. And you can also go to YouTube and get us, right? But when you go to YouTube, what you need to do is click on that Liberty Bell and you become, you know, one of our newer um, or, or latest subscribers, right? So then also what you need to do is you really need to do this is you need to listen to my man D today, tonight, rather at the divine giving show. Do you, you go on at eight o'clock tonight? Is that what I'm it on is? At eight tonight? Yeah. Football things. So I'm yeah. on eight tonight. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about the Eagles, uh, but I have also have an opportunity Eagles three and oh, so we have a chance to talk about that. And we'll also really get into with a lot of Sixer fans, what, I was able to, you know, check out, of course, uh, at media day. So that's eight to midnight uh, tonight. And then, but it is typically for the rest of the week is it's going to be from six to 10. So go to 97.5 FM radio, and then you can listen to Divine. Also, you can follow my man at Divine G 975 on Twitter. 
You can follow me on Twitter at Pompey on Sixers, and you can read my coverage of the Sixers and the Philadelphia Inquirer. You can log on at Inquirer.com. And that's with an I, not an E, Inquirer.com. Absolutely. Well, Keith, listen, man, I'll see you in a couple of hours. Uh, should be fun. We'll be spending some, some time down there at the media day, and it should be a good time. We'll talk to everybody tomorrow with what we find out from all of the Sixers whom, who speaks and anybody else that we're able to catch up with. So everybody have a great Monday as you get your week started. And we look forward to talking with you all season long as the 76ers and the NBA get back at it. Media day, training camp underway tomorrow. Keith, have a good uh, – you're traveling. You have to be at at, at uh, camp uh, with them in South Carolina. So you have a, a safe flight, and we'll talk to you from South Carolina tomorrow, man. Thanks. All right, brother. Talk to you tomorrow. You got yeah. it.